0: I believe that especially the new runner and even that sort of like middle runner is probably the person who will benefit the most from coaching.
1: Disruns Radio episode 820 starts in three, two. One. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you at least in part... By the folks over at YNAB, that is, you need a budget. Now, why Why is YNAB a budgeting software, a good affiliate partner of the show? Because we all know that running can get expensive. We all know that there's races we want to run, destinations races we want to travel to, shoes we want to get, new gear, new tech. We, we, we want all the things. Some of the things we need, some of the things we just want. But in any case, they all cost some money. And, uh, you know, if you've been running very long, you know that running, running can get a little expensive. We start out thinking, eh, no big deal, just need a pair of shoes and we're good to go. Yeah, that's all, maybe all we need. But we end up wanting a few more things than that. And Wine can help. help. Help you keep your, your finances in check. Help keep you from going in debt to buy uh, various race entries and other things running related and non-running related. Uh, it's a software that Rebecca and I have been using now for, gosh, six, eight months. Something like that. Uh, definitely a fan. Definitely been beneficial. Definitely well worth the cost of admission. And if you want to check it out for free, uh, you can check it out for free anyway. But if you want to check it out for free and then if you decide you want to sign up for it for a year, which I think you might find would be useful... Uh, you can get another free month on top of that. So you can get two free months for the price of one if you go through the link disruns.com slash YNAB. That's the letters Y-N-A-B. Admittedly, YNAB, it's a little bit wonky at first to get it figured out. At least it was for me. But once we got it figured out, like I said, it's definitely been a game changer. So if you want to check it out, check it out. Uh, if you have any questions on it, let me know. Obviously, we don't have to talk specific finances, but just kind of how the process works. Uh, I'm happy to kind of share my experience with you. And uh, again, if you, if you decide that you want... To, to end up using it uh, and if you use the code when you sign up for the first free trial disruns.com slash YNAB you get a free month I get a free month both of us end up in a better place financially because of the software so check it out if you're so inclined disruns.com slash YNAB and now let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show Hey guys, Uh, today's guest is back for uh, round two, almost 400 episodes after we chatted for the first time. Uh, As I said when I first introduced her, uh, you know, like I said, almost 400 episodes ago, uh, she is definitely one of the OG running bloggers, and, and here we are, you know. Uh, almost two and a half years later and uh, the blog is still going strong and, and maybe even, probably even stronger than it ever has before, uh, which is obviously uh, just shows her dedication to to her craft and what she does. Uh, today's guest really, I mean, it's just, it's just like a lot of us, right? We, we love every aspect of the sport, uh, but she she and her blog are a huge uh, wealth of knowledge and, and information because not only does she love the sport, but she loves diving deep into the research, testing things out, talking to the experts, uh, and really kind of knowing really in depth what's going on so you know if, if you have a question related to something about running if you've, and you've googled it in the last i don't know 10 years uh odds are you may have ended up on her website whether you knew it or not to, to get that information um and so you know i'm, I'm obviously looking forward or excited to be reconnecting with her today uh talking about who knows what kind of random running topics we'll get to but also diving into uh her new book which is uh her first book it's called run to the finish the everyday runner's guide to avoiding injury ignoring the clock and loving and loving the run Ooh, Long, long winded there, but I got it out. Uh, So anyway, without any further ado, uh, I'm happy, like I said, to be reconnecting with Miss Amanda Brooks today. So Amanda, thanks for coming back and uh, welcome to the show once again.
0: Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. And it's so funny when you mention Google, because at least once a month, I get a message from someone that they were trying to find a new treadmill. And when they Googled it, there's all these videos of me that pop up (laughs) because I did a project where I reviewed 75 treadmills in a day. (laughs) (laughs) And so there's all these videos and they're like, is this you? Like, why are you talking about all these treadmills? <laughs> and, and so, yes, between that and and the website, I, I tend to pop up for most running questions at this point. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. The, the SEO is strong with this one, but stick a pin in that treadmill thing. And we're going to get back to that in just a second. But first, <laughs> I need to make sure to, to let everybody know, in case they don't want to go through the Google Circus to find you, uh, the, the best ways to get in touch with, with Amanda as we, as we go along, guys, if you haven't uh, checked her out and, and checked out her her stuff, connect on social media, all that good stuff. It's real easy because it's the same thing pretty much across the board everywhere we go. Uh, run to the is the website on all things social media at Run to the Finish. Uh, kind of already let it slip a little bit there. The title of the book is Run to the Finish as well. So, I mean, literally, we, we got the branding piece in, in place here. Uh, <laughs> easy to find. Just to look for anything Run to the Finish on whatever sites and socials and things like that, and you'll connect with Amanda there. If you want to go back and get to the, uh, the, the round one conversation that we had, like I said, almost. Oh, getting close at least to 400 episodes ago is episode 479 so disruns.com slash 479 is the link that'll take you back uh to to that episode uh it's it may or may not be in your podcast uh app feed if you want to try to scroll back and find it uh it may be there. It was October of, of 2017. So, like I said, it's been a, it's been a minute. It may still be there. Sometimes those things fall off though. But if you go to the website, you can definitely listen to it. Um, and if you want to get the show notes for today's episode, disruns.com dot com slash eight two zero eight hundred and twenty. So maybe I can't do my math well enough. It's not quite that close to four hundred, but we're getting there. It's going to be four hundred <laughs> eventually. Anyway, uh, so Amanda. Like I said, we're going to get back to this whole treadmill test thing situation in just a second. But before we do that, we have to still start out the same way we always do. Um, I don't know if the answer has changed in the last uh, two and a half years or not, if it's still the same as it was before. But uh, at least we have to to start here and then we can move on. I have to ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why?
0: It really is still the half marathon. I just feel like it's that distance where... I can push myself and still recover, and especially because I love to travel, so Mm -hmm. most of my races are destination. I can do a half marathon. And even if it's like I go all out and I'm a little sore, I can still have a vacation versus post marathon where I'm like, Oh, just give me a day or two to lay here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's not the marathon stagger, uh, the post race yes. stagger that you get after the half marathon. Uh, another thing that you mentioned before, just to kind of tie up a couple of maybe loose ends here. Uh, but I, you know, I was listening back to our, our first chat to make sure that I, I was, you know, lining up times and dates and things like that. And you said back then, a couple, a couple of years ago, um, don't really, you know, you, you, you played along, you answered the question, and, and you know, you've run some races, but racing isn't really a, a big motivator for you, isn't a huge deal for you back then. Is that is that still the case now? Still more of a of a runner and less of a racer, if, if you want to draw that distinction?
0: Yeah, I would say that's probably still accurate. I think, um, you know, we'll kind of talk about this comeback from an injury, and that gave me some little milestones to hit, um, but I'm pretty darn happy if I'm running, at whether there's a race on the calendar or not
1: yeah yeah that's that's a good place to be I, I I can remember the days when i was i was definitely that that guy that was motivated by racing and if there wasn't a race on mm-hmm. the calendar, it was really hard to get out the door and now it's like people ask me what my race plans are i'm like i, I don't know like Maybe, maybe there'll be a race that comes up, maybe not, but, but we're going to run regardless. So, uh, exactly. I, can, I can, I can agree with that sentiment now as well. So yeah, getting back to, um, where we kind of left off last time. I think that's a good place to start. And again, I I've got the pin stuck in that treadmill thing. We are going to get back to that. Don't, don't worry <laughs> one, one minute there. Um, but, but when we, when we talked, uh, in 2017, I think you would, Recently had, or, or at least we're kind of in the comeback trail, but really maybe not quite really yet into running yet after after a, a non running related knee injury, which we always got to point that out because there's always that that yes. one guy that's usually not a runner anyway <laughs> uh, that's like, man, you shouldn't run because it's bad for your knees. Uh, turns out trampoline parks are a little bit harder on the knees than. Um, Than running can can be sometimes, but you know, having having a, a surgery, having a knee injury, getting back to running, uh, you know, a couple years ago after after the the rehab rehabilitation process, what was it like, kind of coming back to a sport and, and an activity that obviously has been a part of your life, which we, we talked about in the in the first chat, has been a, a part of your life for a long time. Um, what was it like to kind of get back to it after having it taken away from you for a little while?
0: Yeah, so. It was, we chatted just a couple months after I had had surgery and I had been injured for about eight months prior to that. So coming back was a very weird mental thing because I had been running for so long that, you know, a weekend 10 miles was like just a no brainer. Right. Like at least I'm going to do 10 miles. And so as I kind of started building back to running and I would struggle through three miles or five miles, like I couldn't mentally grasp why. And then eventually it was like, it's been like a year since I was able to actually train the way that I had for the previous like 15 years. Um, And so that mental piece of it took a little bit. um, But I really, really tried to just tell myself like, take this all the way back to like, this is your chance to be a beginner again. Like how often do we get that feeling where you get to celebrate every run? You know, like when we first start running, there's that moment that you like run your first mile or you conquer the crazy hill. And after you've been running for a while, like you just sort of expect like, Oh, I did a mile, whatever. <laughs> and so I was like, no, this is my chance to go back and, really celebrate it all and so it was literally like every day that I did anything that was slightly more than the previous time or slightly faster like even though it was nowhere near where I was I celebrated it and even races instead of going in and trying to like beat my original times I just wanted each half that I've done to be faster than the one before so I keep calling them my post-surgery PRs Um, and now I'm getting back to the point where I can actually probably chase a real PR again. Um, but I had to give myself that mental grace. And I think the other piece of it that is hard is since I'm surrounded in my world by runners I've seen other people go through injuries or maybe come back from pregnancy and they bounced back Mm. so fast. (laughs) And so in my head, it was like, oh my gosh, why am I not coming back like that? On the one hand, the doctors were insanely impressed that I was running after 10 weeks. They were like, this is unusual based on everything you had done. And yet I was thinking like, oh, but look at them. They're so fast. But a lot of them hadn't been out of the game for a year and they're just different than me. So there was that process of like, I'm just going to be really happy that I'm not in pain. And then I'm going to be really happy each time something is better than it was last week.
1: It sounds like, and and obviously correct me if I'm wrong though, uh, it sounds like it, it, it was a little bit of a process though to kind of wrap your head around this, this new perspective. Was that, was that the case?
0: It took a little bit. I feel like it went faster than I would have expected. So I've had injuries like I had IT band way back in 2007. And I just remember being so emotionally distraught that I couldn't run and the whole world was crumbling. And I think I was out for like six months because I really did a number on things. Um, and that whole time was horrible. And I just knew that this time around, I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. I can't be that upset for six months. Um, so I did pretty quickly like find that, okay, I'm going to celebrate it, but it doesn't mean that even as you're celebrating it, you don't have days of like, I don't understand what's going on. Why is this, you know, but okay, I'm still running, I'm still pain-free. So I think there's, it's always a little bit of a, A head check over and over.
1: Right. Um, like, like you said, being in the world, being, being a coach, being a a blogger, being on social media, having, having all these different connections to, to runners. Um, do you think that that made it more difficult to accept the, the quote unquote, the slowness of the process? Um, or, or, you know, was, was it, you know, sometimes we talk about how, it's easy to start playing the comparison game on social media. Kind of like you were saying, you know, so-and-so's back quicker and, and, and this and that and the other. Um, was, was that a, a, an obstacle to have to, to get through as well?
0: I think coming back from the actual surgery, at that point I felt like, okay, it's over. This is behind me. I'm going to get better. Um, but while I was just going through the injury and didn't really have a resolution in place or knew what was going to happen... I definitely wanted to not be on social media all the time. It was like, oh, I don't want to like, yay, I'm so happy for your run. (laughs) But I was like, nope, this is the job. Like, this is what I've signed up for. So I think that probably helped too. I had to just keep kind of like making the choice that I was going to choose a good mindset because I was going to be in it whether I felt like it or not. Um, But then once I had the surgery – I could tell that people around me were very nervous. Like their energy was very like, Oh God, we hope this works. Mm. Oh man, we hope she can run. And I don't know. It never once crossed my mind. I just thought, cool, we've fixed this and now I'm going to go run. Like I didn't, I don't know why I didn't have those doubts. Maybe just because I didn't want them. Um, but for me, it just felt like now we're on the path forward and, and that's all I need to worry about. And certainly like it's it's never a straight line with running. So mm-hmm. there were times where I would kind of freak out because it would hurt a little bit or I've had to learn now that like trail running still takes more stability. Right. So like, you know, it's a process of, of balancing that comeback for sure.
1: You know, kind of maybe fast forwarding a little bit to, to a bit more present time, but looking back on on the injury, looking back on the time off, the recovery process, and and getting back to, um, you know, your, your regular running routine, running load, things like that, um, what kind of perspective do, do you have? Maybe, you know, maybe this is a double-headed question, maybe both for yourself and and as a coach when you're working with other, or or as a blogger even, when, you, when you're talking to other folks that are going through an injury and a setback, um, how has... has this whole process, I don't want to say helped because I don't want to make it sound like it's a a good thing that this kind of, you know, injury and, and the time off happens. But how has it changed your outlook or changed how you interact with folks that are going through a similar situation?
0: it definitely has been helpful. So, I do jokingly say like I'm never going to tell you, "Oh, I'm so grateful for this injury" because I know that's like what I'm supposed to say, but I'm not. I I would have been just happy never having it. Um but absolutely. It was the first time I truly had yeah, something major and had to go to multiple doctors and figure things out and go through a surgery and that recovery. So, it gives me a deeper and a different empathy and it helps me not say some of the platitudes Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) Oh, you'll be fine. Oh, look at the bright side. Like that's not when you're thick in it. Like you just need to hear, I'm sorry. And that sucks. Like, and if you need a doctor's recommendation, I'll try to help. Like, so it definitely gave me that better perspective of like how to be useful And how to understand that these injuries are so emotional um, because a lot of people get them as they're in the buildup for a race, unfortunately. And so being okay with, you don't have to just be totally positive all the time and like, oh, I'm injured. It's all right. It'll be fine. I feel like we get so many of these like motivational messages that we think we're not allowed to just be upset. And that was big for me. It was just to sort of say, listen, I'm going to share the full range of emotions with you. Like there are days where I am so ticked about this and days where I'm sad and other days where I'm like, it just is what it is. Let's keep moving on. And I do think as a coach, that is so helpful. And also just coming back to like, okay, this thing sucks right now. What are the things we can do that are going to make you a better runner when you come back? Mm. So okay, your leg is hurt, but your core isn't and your arms aren't. So let's dig into that and getting into that mindset of like, we're still going to do things that are going to make you a better runner, which just helps get through the injury. Cause you're not like, ah, I'm just going to lift weights now. But like we refocus it as like, we're doing these moves specifically to make you better when you come back. And I think that helps.
1: Yeah. There's, there's definitely that, that bit of perspective. And, and um, I love the idea of, you know, Again, not, not that anybody ever wants anybody to be injured and certainly not ourselves to be injured. But, you know, focusing on what you can do through that recovery process instead of, you know, sometimes it's it's easy. And, and I've, I've certainly been there before uh, where, you know, you kind of have that, that pity party and like oh, everything sucks and, and this sucks and I'm never going to run again. And, and, you know, hopefully those, those thoughts are fleeting. But if you can focus on doing what you can do, um, you know. Obviously, that's a better mindset to be in anyway, but boy, that, that has to make the, the comeback process go that much smoother because, you know, you haven't, for lack of a better way to say it, just let yourself go while you're recovering from this injury. Like, like, like you said, you're still making progress. You're still doing something to help you be a better runner when you're able to start running again.
0: Yeah. I mean, my physical therapist after surgery was like, you have recovered basically at the speed. I would expect like an NBA basketball player. And he was like, that is 100 percent because prior to ever having the surgery, you did everything. You did all the hip work and the glute work. And so I think just, yes, having that mindset that like, Okay, I'm going to do all the pieces now so that I can come back strong and do all the things now to keep me mentally busy because I'm not getting those endorphins and like hopefully to not be in this situation again if possible.
1: Yeah, that's definitely you know injured once you know it happens, but uh, we want to try to avoid uh, any future flare-ups or any any future, future injuries if at all possible. Obviously, there's always those fluky things that can come out of nowhere, but um, for the most part, trying to trying to stay healthy um, along along those lines and something that I think we maybe touched on this a little bit before, but if, if nothing else, it's certainly a good refresher. And obviously, there's some folks that are listening probably now that haven't listened to the first episode yet. Um, what, what are some of those kind of things that, that you've learned over the years, whether it's related specifically to your injury or just from, you know, talking to, to folks and being, you know, like we said in the intro, being somebody who dives into the research, dives into to asking questions and learning and trying different things. Um, what are some of those things that uh, really seem to like work for you uh, or, your, or your athletes as far as trying to stay healthy and avoid avoid injuries? Because something I talk about a lot, but it's always nice to get a different perspective, a different voice, maybe saying some 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 of the same things, hopefully saying some different things as well. Um, that kind of help keep us as as hopefully injury free as possible?
0: Yeah, the two major things that I have seen, because I try to like, keep things as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. So like the two major things I've seen are including that dynamic warm up. So I know we're all busy, and we Mm -hmm. feel like we don't have any extra time. But like, the number of people who I've started coaching and have forced them like, no, no, you must do a dynamic <laughs> right. warm up every time. And within like a month, they almost always are sending me a message like, I can't believe how much better my runs feel. Mm-hmm. Gosh, this thing that often hurts has stopped. <laughs> and, and I'm like, it's five minutes, 10 minutes, like, Mine's a little longer now because I'll add in some like prehab moves. But just that little bit of time moving your body is actually when you can work on your hips and your core and some of that. So the dynamic warm up is like a non-negotiable for me. I joke about it a lot. Um, and then the second piece, which is almost part of that, is working our hips kind of glute area, um, especially in women. So because women have what's called the Q angle we are a little more prone to knee pain and ankle issues. And that's because of hip stability. Right. So it doesn't have to be a ton. I think that's where we get hung up as we think sometimes these things have to be so much work. And so only elite athletes have time right. to do that. But it's really like do some clamshells in your warm up, do some lunges, like, and then on your strength training days, like, yeah, try to throw in a couple moves like a hip bridge and you know, some side mm-hmm. planks. So it doesn't have to be a crazy amount of stuff, but the payoff is massive.
1: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. It's it's something that um, I've definitely been doing the last few years a, a bit more of a, of a dynamic warm-up as well. And and for those that, that aren't aware, um, sometimes, sometimes I think we can get lost. or certainly I can get lost. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw you under the bus on this, one, Amanda. But I know I can get <laughs> lost with kind of getting into some of the vernacular and saying some things that, like, oh yeah, everybody, everybody knows this when not everybody knows this. So, um, at, at an even simpler level, what what is a, a dynamic warm up for those that have no idea what we're talking about when we when we use that word or that terminology?
0: Yep. So a dynamic warm up is just kind of flowing through a range of motions. So it's not like bend over, touch your toes and hold it. That's a static stretch. We want to do things like swinging your legs side to side in front of your body or, um, like grabbing your knee. So while you're standing up, alternate grabbing knees, um, even lunges, squats, you could do a little yoga flow. Just don't actually hold any pose. You're just literally flowing through it. Um, so it's thinking of like, how can you start to easily and gently move your body which is going to help get you know all the blood flowing all of the like synovial fluid in our joints and things like that kind of awake and moving so that your muscles aren't so tight when you start asking them to run
1: right and then and then even you know even though you probably are starting to run hopefully a little bit slower kind of easing into your workout it still you know takes you instead of going from zero to to 60 you're going zero to to 20 in the in the dynamic phase of the warm-up and then you're going 20 to 60 in the warm-up part of your run and then you're really getting into the run after that so yeah it's part of that part of the process and um what, what i love and, and I, I think i kind of put this together from from what you said amanda but but obviously i uh, would love to get your thoughts as well is that there's there's no right or wrong necessarily way of doing the dynamic warm-up like we all kind of have our routines but you know in the days that you're a little bit short of time like you can ebb and flow a little bit make sure you're still doing something but like if your normal routine is six or eight minutes like you can Cut and paste a little bit, make it three or four minutes if that's all you have time for. But um, something you said earlier, and I, I want to echo as well. You know, you're probably better to, to spend the time to do the warm up properly and take a quarter mile or a half a mile off of your run. Like long term, that's probably the better the better option. What do you think?
0: For sure, I would spend the time on the warm up. Um, so there's some studies actually that are really interesting that kind of show like spending the time on that warm up, even walking for a few minutes before you start running actually help you have better endurance. So later in the run, you feel better. And yeah, even if you're trying to do a speed session, if you haven't fully warmed up, like, and you increase your chance tenfold of, you know, pulling a tight mm-hmm. hamstring or something like, oh man, that five minutes would have been so worth it to not be injured for yeah. for three weeks. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you want to you want to put a, a, a damper on your progress towards your running goals. Just yeah, pull a pull a hamstring and be not able to do much <laughs> running for three or four weeks, and that's that's way worse than cutting your your run a half a mile short because you took time to do a warm up beforehand. So keep that perspective yeah. in mind. You know, when you when you when you try to come at somebody with the excuse of "I don't have time to do a warm up before," you do have time. What you don't have time for is to be injured. So do your warm ups. Yes. <laughs> um. So so shifting gears a, a little bit, although I, I kind of like some of the, this coaching talk and, and something that I, I don't think we really got into much uh, the the first time around was, was talking about coaching and whatnot. Um, at least not very much in depth. So I'm curious kind of how did you you know, when did you decide to kind of pursue some some coaching options and, and going down down that road as opposed to doing more of the the, the quote unquote just blogging and, and that type of thing. Like where where did the uh, the desire to do a little bit of coaching come from?
0: So way back in the early days of the website, I used to run these challenges around the holidays or around the spring. And at one point I had up to like 1500 people that would participate (sighs) and they were totally free. So like I was going insane and making no money off of them, but I was so excited, like to be able to share some knowledge and From that, I was kind of like, you know what, I need to go get like a personal training certification. I want to make sure I fully understand how our bodies are supposed to move. And then as I just kept like I read every single possible running book that comes out um, and watching all these different things. And then I started helping some friends with training plans. And so it kind of just kept progressing till You know, last year I actually brought more coaches on the team um, so that there would be more people with my philosophy to help. Um, And then I'm super excited because we just launched more of a group coaching uh, format. So that way, when people are kind of at that point where they're like, man, I just wish I had access to a coach because I have questions, but I don't really need that. $200 one-on-one every month. So we have like a super low fee, like, cool. Come into our group. You have access to our coaches. You have access to our experts. Um, and for me, it's just exciting because I like to help. Like I, I love talking about running. I love helping people like stay injury free and just enjoy their run more. So it's been kind of a progression over the years. It certainly wasn't something I started out with the original goal of doing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny how things kind of come come to you. You know, once once you get started, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you don't know where it's going to take you. And obviously, you know, you can you can translate that metaphor out to just about any any area of life. It could even be your running life. Like I'm I'm starting off and I just wanna you know I just quote unquote just wanna do the couch to five K and then you wind up a couple years later running ultra marathons or, or however yep. however those those twists and turns end up end up happening. Um you mentioned, you know, having having some more folks on the team, some more coaches that that, that are working with you Um, that have your same philosophy i'm curious to know kind of what your what your coaching philosophy is because there's certainly multiple ways out there multiple um, um, ways to to get to the end result what's what's kind of your preferred method if, if it's all you know up to you and what your what your philosophy is
0: Yeah. So I think you kind of said it right there is I don't believe there is one perfect style of training that works for everyone. So I think it's super important to look at that person, look at their lifestyle, look at their injury history and look at what workouts they enjoy. Mm -hmm. So if people come to me and they're kind of like me, they're like, I hate running on a track, then I don't want to force that into their program because if you're hating your workouts, the results are much harder to get because you probably aren't going to be consistent. And there are so many different ways to get to the same end result. Um, So, yeah, we kind of look at them. And that means we have some folks who are doing low heart rate training. Um, We have other folks who thrive more on like fewer runs and maybe high intensity on those days. We do make everyone do strength training now. (laughs) Um, So that's one of those easy things that like on your paper plan might just say cross training. And so people are like, "Eh, I'm going to ride a bike. And I'm like, "Nope, we're all going to strength train now. Um, So, yeah, it really is about one, figuring out that person. But we are really focused on like, I want you to enjoy this. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, while I have coached some runners that are insanely fast, that's not really who we focus on helping. Um, I like working with the people who call themselves the middle of the pack or the people who still think they're a beginner, even though I laugh about that because I'm like, wait, you've run 12 half marathons and <laughs> you, you still think you're a beginner. Like, no, you've got this. Like we can, we can work on things. but like, you're not a beginner. Um, those are the folks I get really, really excited about helping
1: yeah ab- absolutely, and, and I, I love that you kind of pointed out or, or mentioned, and, and I would love to dive a little bit deeper on this the idea that you know some folks are just like uh, you know i 'm still a beginner, or um, you know i'm not th- th- my pet peeve the, the quote i 'm not a, a real runner type of, yes. of situation, <laughs> um, and so you know I, and sometimes you get maybe get the pushback or sometimes maybe there's that thought in the head of like. Um, because I'm not a real runner, or because I'm still kind of new to this thing, and I haven't run a marathon, or I haven't Boston qualified, or whatever whatever metric that they have that they're that they're you know comparing themselves to, um, kind of the thought that well a coach isn't like I'm not I'm not good enough yet for lack of a better way of saying it to to work with a coach, um, so I guess maybe the question is if somebody has those types of thoughts or is, is wrestling with that of like. I, you know, should I get a coach? Shouldn't I get a coach? Um, you know, what is what is the value for somebody like myself? Somebody like like you said, like a lot of the folks you love working with, the middle of the Packers that that are serious but not not elites, not up at the front of the pack every time, um, and maybe even some of the folks that are more back of the Packers new real new runners not 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 your yeah. makeup make believe new runners I've run a, a dozen <laughs> and a half marathons and, and a marathon here and there and but uh, you know really like out of the box and, and in the last couple of months they started running what, what is some of the value for some of those types of folks to maybe think about working with a coach as opposed to uh and I don't mean to believe the witness here but maybe to try to figure some things out the hard way by themselves as opposed to working with somebody that maybe maybe knows a little bit along the way
0: you totally nailed why I wanted to create this group coaching because I get so many of those messages that are like, "Oh, I wish I could work with you," but like I'm I'm not really there yet. And um so hopefully with this group program where people can just come in without getting a custom plan at a super low price and just sort of see like, "Oh, this is what I I get access. Oh my gosh, I can ask mm-hmm. these things." I think that will help, but What's funny is I believe that especially the new runner and even that sort of like middle runner is probably the person who will benefit the most from coaching because that's the point where we do still have so many questions and we are just kind of looking, we're going from free plan to free plan. And a lot of times we're not following one all the way through because we get through part of it and then we see what another friend is doing. And so we switch over and start doing that. Um, but none of those are really customized around you. And obviously, as you know, like plans are meant to build on themselves. So Mm -hmm. you only give it three weeks and then you try a new thing and a new thing, and you're kind of frustrated with why am I not progressing, even though I'm doing all of this stuff. Um, I think, and and as new runners, we probably have a tendency to overdo it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get excited that we're running and then all we want to do is run. So we skip out on other things and that's when I get a lot of the like, I keep getting this injury. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so coaching whether it's me whether it's someone else whether it's online or in person it's that person who's just going to help double check you like should you really be doing that oh maybe this one tiny little change would stop you from having shin pain or that person who says like it's okay that you missed your run please don't double up like and then that person who's also there to say like all right, you missed three workouts this week. So like, let's figure this out. Like, are you, are you committed? Are you just too busy? And this Mm. is like not the best time to train so they can kick your butt or they can give you a hug. But like, it does help to have that person.
1: Yeah, I I, certainly, I mean, as a a coach, obviously I'm going to agree with with that. Um, But I would agree with it even if I wasn't a coach. There's a lot of (laughs) of value to it for sure. Um, And I think from my perspective, so maybe the biggest value is finding the the folks that, that kind of jive with, with me the best or, or you know, that I jive with them is probably the better way of saying it. But, you know, like just because somebody's a coach doesn't mean they're the right coach for each individual person, even though they're 100%. maybe equally qualified as is, as the next three coaches down the line. We're all equally qualified, equal experience, but sometimes the personalities don't line up. So how do you kind of um, maybe encourage somebody who's thinking about working with a coach to to find the right, fit as opposed to just finding the, the, the first person they come across or the lowest price or, or whatever the case might be? How do you find the right coach for for you in your, in your uh, opinion?
0: I love that you said that. I actually refer people that come to me to other coaches all the time um, because I can tell like we're just maybe not the right match mm-hmm. or I maybe don't have the perfect skill set to help someone through an ultra, but I know other people that do. And so I think it is really important to look at what your coach is putting out there. So what kind of is their personality? Do you need someone who's pretty intense and kind of like in your face? Do you need someone who's a little, a little softer? Do you want really hands on or you're like, no, I just need to be able to check in once in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of understanding and looking at their philosophy and then looking at, yeah, the types of people that they have helped. So if they tend to have a focus on ultras and trail runners and you're trying to do your first 5k, can they help you? Absolutely. But are they maybe the best person to help you? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I do think that is one problem that I'll see with coaching is when they kind of say we, we help everyone. Um, And you can as a coach technically, but there's usually a sweet spot and a spot where like, you've worked with so many runners in that area, you just have more knowledge and more tools to really help them be successful. So I think that is like, look around, like talk to friends, see who they've used and like get their actual feedback. So not just that friend's results, but Mm -hmm. like, what was that process like? And, and, you know, figure out what you need and and what's going to best resonate for you.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like this is one of those instances where, you know, take whatever, take a couple of weeks, take a couple of months to f- figure out the right, what, what feels like the right person for you, as opposed to jumping at the first person. Then two months later, finding out that, oh, man, this, this, it's just the, like you said, the, 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 there's something about the coach's personality versus my personality. It doesn't, it doesn't mesh well. It doesn't fit well. And now you're now, who knows, maybe you're, you're poisoned on the idea of coaching in general. Like, oh, the, this, this one didn't work. Like it's not, the right thing for me um when it just wasn't the right kind of culture fit or relationship fit or check-in fit or whatever there was some fit that wasn't right there um and maybe take the take a a little bit more time at the beginning to find what you hopefully will be the right situation But though, i kind of feel like you can get a good idea but ultimately you don't really know until you get started um And then, you know, hopefully you find out that it was the right choice, but, you know, you may have to tweak a little bit along the way. And that's, that can be okay too. I think both from a coach's perspective and certainly from the athlete's perspective, uh, you know, that if it's not the right fit, hey, let's, let's part ways and and find a better, a better option for you going forward.
0: For sure. And I think, you know, it's, it's hard too because you get real excited and you get a coach. And a lot of times that first month is the coach kind of figuring you out, Mm -hmm. figuring out your schedule. And a lot of times, like we're kind of forcing you to go backwards. We're like, "Eh, I really need you to do some base building. I really need you to get strong here. So like that first month, it's not like they're assigning you all these flashy workouts. (laughs) And so, you know, you've got to kind of like, be determined that i'm in this for a process and i'm in this for their knowledge to to lead me to my goal
1: yeah that's that's a a great point and and speaking of of process and and ultimately getting to the goal let's let's shift gears to to the book a little bit um i don't i, I don't know was was the book even on the radar a couple of years ago when we talked or is this something that's, that's really come out of out of uh you know since since that since that original conversation two and a half years ago
0: yeah, it was not on the radar at all. Um, I think I had in mind that someday down the road, I would write some kind of book, but that was like the the best description of what I could have told you. Um, so,
1: so then how did it come onto the radar?
0: Yeah, so I had a publisher reach out to me. Um, they're actually folks who did Matt Fitzgerald's last book, um, and have done Dean Karnazis. So I was like, oh, okay, these people actually know the space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I sat down and really thought about it. So initially I didn't say yes. I just was like, I don't know. I don't want to put out a book that's already out there. Right. Um, and so I had to really kind of think about was there something I had or a message that I thought was missing maybe from things that are out there and and finally kind of honed in on like – You know, like I said earlier, the middle of the pack. I feel like these people that I just I love when I communicate with them and they have this realization of like, oh, I am a real runner and my watch is actually not nearly so as important as I thought. Um, And I was like, I really want to write something that speaks to them and says, like, it's cool if you just want to fall in love with running and don't want to spend all your time focusing on the next P.R.,
1: Yeah, that's, that's, uh, certainly a a mindset I can get behind. Um, although, although, you know, nothing wrong with chasing a PR once in a while. Um, but it's it's not the end all be all for sure. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: so, you know, you you decide to to do it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, have I've got one book done and dusted. Another one just, just getting started with, um, what was, what was the process like for you? I know you have a, a, a background in journalism, um, and so, you know, it's, it's I, I don't know, Was did it, did it end up the, the whole entire process and, and maybe zooming, zooming out to the 30,000 foot view at this point? Um, did it kind of play out like you expected it would? Was it, was it something that was completely unexpected or how did, you know, from the time of starting to, you know, now that it's, now that it's available, how has the process kind of played out for you?
0: So it is interesting because I'm so used to how fast the online world is (laughs) that book publishing is very slow. Um, So I think for me, that was a little weird. Um, But the writing process, I really enjoyed. And I think I wrote the book basically within two months. um, And that was still writing content on the website as well. So um, I just kind of dove into like, I have routines and habits that make me a runner. So like, I'm going to set up a routine for how I write every day. Mm. Um, And that really helped me kind of pull it together pretty quickly. Um, So all of that, the like writing portion of it was exciting and wonderful. Um, Understanding everything that's come after has just felt like a big learning experience. (laughs) So I'm trying to just embrace all of it as like, cool, I'm just going to learn everything I can. (laughs)
1: yeah it's it's uh definitely a, a an, um it's an experience i guess is, is one way, <laughs> one way of saying it um d- how, you know i i know for me when when it was finally like all right it's done it's it's out there. Uh, it was it was pretty pretty surreal, and, and I mean the book has only been out you know as a recording. It's still a couple of weeks from being actually officially released. But those that are listening, I mean it's it's out now. It's been out for whatever six days, something like that. Um, or if you listen a little bit after the episode publishes, maybe it's been in been a couple of weeks. Who knows? But uh, you know, it, as at this point of our conversation, man, I mean it's pretty much done, dusted. The the ink maybe isn't dry yet, but it's 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 there. Um, is it kind of a surreal experience is it kind of uh like wow that was that was fun i mean wh- what's kind of the mindset now is as, as this thing is is i mean it's it's right there like like i don't know if a better way to ask that question but but just how yeah how, what, what's the feeling right now about the book
0: i'm super excited to get it in people's hands and see if it resonates the way i think so like one example, just being that, like I said, I, while it's packed with information and tips, I also kept it lighthearted and tried to make a lot of things funny. Cause that is one of the things that tends to resonate with people around me is that I do try to like joke about what we do. And so as you're writing things and I think they're funny, but I don't know if <laughs> everyone else is going to read them and think they're funny. So I'm definitely interested to see. And then I've been organizing a 10-city book tour, and so that's taken up a lot of kind of emotional space, too, of like, okay, cool, are they not only going to buy the book, but are they going to come to these events where we're going to do a group run? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not just going to be me running around the block by myself, is it? (laughs) Um, So I think with any new thing that you put out there, it's certainly like okay, I believe in it and it's good. I hope people like it.
1: (laughs) Right. Where's, where's the, uh, the, the 10 cities, where's the book tour going?
0: Yeah. So we're going to do, um, obviously here in Denver, LA, uh, New York, DC, Miami, Chicago, Kansas city, uh, Salt Lake, and I'm um, <laughs> like, how many cities did I just say? Uh, I think that's it. I <laughs> Think that's it.
1: Well, uh, and is that you know just j- for those that are listening and are in in that air er- in the areas of the different cities? Um, what, what's the time frame of this? Is it is it summer? Is it right now? Like when are we when are we talking the tour?
0: Yeah, so it'll actually be kicking off pretty much right around the time this comes out. Um, okay. So L.A. will be right around the L.A. Marathon, so that'll have just passed. But then. Um, New York, uh, DC, Miami, Kansas city, Chicago, all those will be coming up later. Uh, some in March, some later in the year. So yeah, there'll definitely still be plenty of events.
1: So, so again, for those that are, are listening uh, that, uh, you know, are getting a copy of the book, would love to, to meet up with you and, and join you in one of those, those areas, um, is website, the best place, social media, where, where's the best place to get the the specific details for them?
0: Yep. Easiest thing is to go to runtothefinish.com slash tour okay. and it'll have all the cities there and you can click on anyone to get more details about that city.
1: Perfect. Perfect. And guys, we'll make sure to have that in the, the show notes as well. well. We'll have a link there specifically for anybody who might be interested in, in uh, taking part in the book tour. So um, obviously, congratulations on the book. I, I love it. I've, I've been reading through it and, and uh, it, definitely I can I can uh, agree that uh it's it's lots of great information of course but definitely fun a fun read as well which is you know that's that's a tight uh, it's a fine line to walk sometimes but uh i I think you nailed it so i definitely encourage folks to to get it um no matter where you are on the the spectrum but definitely those of us that are kind of mid to maybe mid back of the pack i think it's i think it's a great a great book and uh, a job very well done so congratulations on having that uh under under your belt now man it's 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 a it's a very good book
0: Thank you. Super appreciate that.
1: Yeah, certainly. So um, as we're getting close to, to wrapping up, I have to go back to that pin that we that we put in here 40-something uh, you know, <laughs> minutes ago about about this whole testing out 75 treadmills in a day. And um, I, I've, I may be on the record as saying I'm not much of a treadmill fan. It's, it's you know, <laughs> that, that may be something that, uh, a legacy that, that is, is taking on a bit of a life of its own. Um, and I also remember... Because I cheated and and went back and listened to our first conversation earlier, you know, before we recorded this, that uh, kind of again at the the end of the episode, you you let a little something slip that you would rather run on the treadmill versus versus the track, which was mind blowing to me at at the time. But whatever, that's not part of the conversation. Just a little uh, reference here. But uh, what was this this project of testing out seventy five different treadmills? Because I, you know, all joking aside, like I understand the treadmill can be a a very valuable tool, and, and living in Central Florida. I don't have the weather concerns that a lot of folks have where sometimes like the treadmill is really the only option that you might have at certain parts of the year. Um, but for somebody who has no idea how different treadmills can be, and I, I do understand that some treadmills are, yeah, there's, a, there's a reason that some of them cost uh, as, as much as a used car and some of them you, you can get uh, for fairly cheap. But hey, uh, what, was, what was the project and, and uh, what brought the project about to run on all these different treadmills in, in the course of a day basically?
0: Yeah. So I am a fan of the treadmill. Um, I obviously love to run outside, but if I'm even on the treadmill, I'm happy I'm running. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I had talked about that a number of times and I do often kind of bring it up again in that scenario of like, whether you run outside or a trail or a treadmill or whatever, like you are a real runner. Cause I still get a lot of people that are like, I run on the treadmill in my basement and I feel like I'm not, real because everyone talks about, you know, being outside and braving the elements, but like it's icy and dark and I'm scared. Right. Right. (laughs) So, um, so I think I had talked a lot about that and this, uh, company treadmill reviews reached out and they were like, you know, we were planning on doing this shoot where we go through all these treadmills and look at all the features. And it seems like something you'd be interested in. And I was, so excited, I was immediately like, "Yes, I want to do this <laughs> and so I went out to California. They had this huge warehouse of treadmills, and we literally spent the entire day where I would look at all the features, I would record a video about it. I ran on a, each each of the treadmills and different things um, and so it was helpful for me because I do get asked a lot mm-hmm. about like what's a good treadmill and A big thing for me is yes, there's a huge price variance. So the kind of couple things that I always tell people are one, like stability, like you really don't want to be on that treadmill that's kind of shaking, like you're just going to feel awkward and you're not going to want to stay on it. So It's worth spending just a little more to get one that feels really solid and stable. And then it comes down to features. Like, we get super excited about this in-screen and how it's (laughs) going to help you run in all these different places. But when I talk to most people, they don't use those features. um, Or they think they're going to, Mm -hmm. but they use it, like, once a month. So I'm like, if you can save yourself $2,000 because you don't actually need all the craziness. like save yourself $2,000 and pay for a $10 app. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of look at that. And then the other thing that we don't always consider is actually the width and the length of the treadmill belt. So I am, you know, not super tall, but a tall runner. And so there are certain treadmills when you run on them, you feel like you're hitting that front Mm -hmm. plate all the time because Mm -hmm. it's a little shorter. And so you just keep scooting up. Um, so kind of knowing, like looking at your size and standing on the treadmill and like, oh, that narrow belt, I actually can kind of feel like how narrow that seems. Um, so I think I I do have an article about this on the website too. I think if you search treadmill, um, kind of the key things, if you're looking at horsepower or belt size, but those couple, couple pieces to kind of look at really specifically,
1: Gotcha. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's again, it's, it's an area where I I will admit to not having any, any expertise in it other than I don't like running on the (laughs) the treadmill. So it's, it's, uh, good to know that there's a, a good resource out there, but B that it is, you know, that for lack of a word saying it, that it's you that did it. Cause I know that you did it well. I know (laughs) that, that you have enough experience of running on the treadmill that it wasn't just like, Oh, here's this opportunity. I'm gonna do it. But it's really like something like, yeah, I've run on good treadmills. I've run on not so good treadmills, like let's look at it, let's break it down. And, and for those that, um, find themselves in need of, or in want of a, of a treadmill at some point, um, is it on, is, is the, the final project is on your website? Is it on the, the other company's website? Where, where, where do we find that for those that might be interested?
0: So if you're looking just kind of for the tips, if you head over to my website and search treadmill, I know you will get the article on like how to find if you're looking for all the videos, they do live on treadmillreviews.net, Um And so there's a video for every single treadmill on there, which would probably be a little overwhelming. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah, those two places, you can definitely get some good information and kind of see what might fit your needs. Good.
1: And and again, maybe this harkens back a little bit to the, the talk about finding the right coach for you, but, you know, take the time to do a little bit of research on something like getting a treadmill and, and you know, make sure you're getting the right one for, for what you need. And, and, and like you said, Amanda, sometimes all the bells and whistles, they sound really good, but then like you don't really use them. So, you know, maybe, maybe take that into consideration before you, you splurge for the, uh, the the fanciest of the fancy. Although if if it's, if that's flights your boat, whatever you do, you, but uh, (laughs) just something to to keep in mind. So as we're, as we're getting to the point of, of wrapping up, uh, today, um, you know, still gotta, still gotta kind of ask the philosophical question at the end, kind of the open-ended, uh, way to, to just kind of wrap, wrap things up a little bit. Um, but, uh, would just, would just be curious, um, I mean, at this point in, in your life, um, and maybe, maybe kind of in the last couple of years or I don't know, whatever, we'll just go with this at this point in your life. And you can, you can take it to, to broad scope or, or, or a little bit more shorter, shorter time frame. Um, but, but why is, why is getting out and going for a run or getting on the treadmill and going for a run? Uh, still so important to you, I mean obviously it 's something that that is livelihood now um, and, and it was when we talked the first time as well, um, but you know it started out as something that you enjoyed doing and were passionate about and now it's it's you know it 's a, a huge part of your life, just like it is from for me um, but but why is it still something that you enjoy doing so much why 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 do you still lace them up and pick them up and put them down on a regular basis why is is running still something that you do on such a regular basis?
0: you know, even on the days where it 's like a run that just Doesn't go well. It feels like your legs are made of lead from the very moment that you start. Every time I finish, I still just have this inner pride like, cool, I showed up for myself. I did something that is not easy for me, and I feel really good about that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just kind of an amazing way to start your day. Um, everything else probably is going to feel easier after that. Um, but then there's all the days where you just have that run. That's enough to kind of like think through things and release pressure. And I mean, going for that long run on the weekends, like I look forward to it all week (laughs) because I just know there's going to be some time where I can like no music, no phone. I'll just think. And then, all right, now I'm done thinking I'm going to listen to a podcast like, (laughs) and just enjoy that. Like no one needs anything from me right now. (laughs) Uh.
1: Yes, there's little chances to get away. Nothing, nothing better than that. So, uh, guys, once again, uh, runtothefinish.com is the website on all things social media at runtothefinish. Uh, disruns.com/slash four seven nine for round one. disruns.com/slash eight two zero for the show notes for today. And uh, once again, uh, run to the finish: the everyday runner's guide to avoiding injury, ignoring the clock, and loving the run. Available wherever books are sold. We'll have links to that in the show notes as well. Uh, but definitely, definitely worth a read. Uh, definitely something that uh, I'm. I, I wouldn't be surprised. We got a little, we got a little book club going here these days, Amanda. We might, uh, we might make this a, a book club book as well down the road. So you might be hearing about it again. Uh, but guys, definitely check it out if you, ha- it, you know, get it. It's available. Wherever books are sold right now. Get yourself a copy. Run to the finish is the title. Uh, but Amanda, thank you for uh, for taking the time today. Certainly uh, appreciate it. Once again, congratulations on writing a very. A very good book, um, and and all the success uh, of the of the website, the coaching, all the things. Uh, certainly, wish you nothing but the best, and and maybe next time we won't wait. You know, almost four hundred episodes to do this again, but certainly looking forward to <laughs> to chatting again at some point down the road. But uh, congratulations once again on the book, and and all the best going forward. Thank you so much. All right. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Amanda and myself and as per usual I'll be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode what was something that uh, kind of stuck around in your head a little bit maybe rattled around maybe you, you hit the the rewind button and went back and let me let me listen to that again uh, what was what was that thing for you uh, for me the the one of the big takeaways I mean there were lots of lots of bits of wisdom lots of things that I think are real practical uh, real implementable if, if that's even a word, I don't know. We'll, we'll roll with it though. Uh, lots of things from today that I think would, would make perfect sense. That could be a, a takeaway. Uh, but for me, the, the thing that really stood out was something that was almost said in passing, but as soon as she, she mentioned it, it was just like, ah, oh, yes, this, this is it. And, uh, going back and listening to it again, it's the it, same thing. It, it definitely is what stood out to me the most. And that is the idea that, that you might as well, you know, adopt a style of training or workouts that you enjoy. Um, you know, there's like, like we talked about. There's a lot of different ways to get to the end result, and and I've talked about a lot that that my preferred method for myself, and and something I think is is very much sound and works for a lot of people. But I don't know that it's. It, I definitely don't think it's a one size fits all. Everybody needs to do it like this. Is you know some type of heart rate marathon style training. That's it, it's working great for me. Um, it's it's definitely been something that, that that works well real well for me. But you know, I've had some folks that I coach that have started out down that route and have just found that. Trying to run based on their heart rate is just not enjoyable. And so we've we've gone away from that style of training for them because it wasn't fun. And when Amanda was talking about how, you know, you need to find a, something that you do training style that you enjoy. You know, if you hate running on the track, then let's not run on the track. If you hate doing certain types of workouts, let's not do those types of workouts. You know, there's, there's multiple ways to get the same benefits. There's multiple ways to continue to make progress towards your goals. That we don't have to feel like we have to suffer through things, suffer through certain types of workouts, su- suffer through um, high mileage, whatever the case might be. Obviously, there's a bit of a dichotomy here, and that if you want to push yourself, you know, there's certain things that you might have to do. But when it comes to, like, speed workouts or different high-intensity workouts, there's different ways that we can do it. You know, if, if you're like Amanda, you hate the track, well, we can still do track style workouts but not on the track maybe that makes them better you know maybe you don't like tempo runs but you know you can do longer repeats or hill repeats or whatever point being if there's a certain workout or a certain type of thing that you really don't like that you dread that you that you as soon as you see it on your calendar you're like oh shit like i don't i don't want to do this workout and it eats at you for 2 weeks maybe s- stop doing that type of workout find workouts that you enjoy Find training styles that you enjoy that are fun. And that's going to, that's going to, A, probably be something that gives you better results. But B, it's going to make sure that that running still stays fun. Running still stays enjoyable. And, you know, I think any coach, certainly myself, I think I can speak for Amanda as well. Are going to tell you that, that that is the most important thing, that you're having fun doing this. You know, because most of us, nay, probably all of us, aren't making our living because of, of how we finish at a race. Aren't making our living because we, we, we want a race. If you are kudos to you, but for the rest of us, you know, fun needs to always be the priority. Even when we're doing the hard work, even when it might suck a little bit in the moment, fun is the name of the game. Enjoying what we're doing is, is so important. And so when Amanda said that, that was immediately. Yep. That's my takeaway for today. Um, so there you have it. But what about you? What stood out to you from this episode? We'd love to hear it as per usual at Disruns on Twitter, at Disruns on Instagram. You can slide into those DMs and let me know. You can tag me in a post and let me know. Uh, but love hearing what the takeaways are from, from you guys on the different platforms. You can also shoot an email, disruns at gmail.com. And uh, last but not least, you can head over to the show notes for today and down at the bottom of the show notes page. We've got all the links to all of Amanda's stuff in the book and, and all the things there. Uh, but, you know, there's the comment section and you can leave your comments, feedbacks, takeaways down there as well, which is great because then it lives in perpetuity on the website for anybody else who finds this episode, you know, Two weeks, six weeks, six months, six years down the road, then you be like, oh, wow. And then go back and see those takeaways as well. Dizruns.com slash 820 is the link there. Uh, once again, today's episode is brought to you by the folks over at WineAb. Again, I know it maybe doesn't sound like it's the perfect sponsor, but I mean, it's a game changer financially. And, you know, a few more shekels in your pocket means uh, maybe an extra race or an extra pair of shoes or a fancier watch or whatever. Whatever types of running doodads and gizmos and gadgets and, and experiences that you want, uh, you know prioritizing your spending a little bit budgeting a little bit it's not a sexy topic but boy it's 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 a it's a nice it's a nice thing when you go ahead and, and look at the look at the dashboard on wine App and be like wow we have got a little bit of money where did that come from oh we haven't been spending it as, as mindlessly there we go game changer uh but if you want to check it out for free uh you get a free 34 days regardless but then if you decide you want it and you, and you sign up for it which again i think it's well worth it you can get an extra free month on top of it. So you get two free months for the price of zero if you go through disruns.com slash wineapp, That's letters Y-N-A-B, disruns.com slash wineab. Check it out. And if you have any questions on how it works, like I said at the, at the beginning, I feel like it's a little bit wonky, but uh, at least it was getting used to it. Now I now no wonkiness at all. Uh, but I'll, I'm happy to, to try to help you answer some questions. And, and honestly, wineapp has great support staff, great uh, webinars and tutorials and things like that. Um, So they can probably answer your questions better than I can. But I'm here as a resource if you need it. Dizruns.com/ynab. And with that, let's go ahead and wrap this one up, shall we? I hope you enjoyed this one. Definitely check out Amanda's book. Definitely think it's going to be a part of the uh, the Dizruns Book Club for all everybody that's in the Patreon group. Um, Be on the lookout. I don't know exactly when it's going to be, but it's it's going to come up. So uh, I think it's it's definitely worth reading uh, and discussing and hopefully enjoying. But uh, check it out. All the all the resources, all the things. But anyway. Like I said, we're wrapping this one up. So thank you all for listening. That's the most important thing. Thanks for listening. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your attention. If you like this one, share it with a friend. Uh, let them let them know that the show's out there. That's that's easily the biggest thing you can do to, to keep things moving in the right direction. Is keep telling folks about the show. And uh, until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk soon. all right? Take care, guys.